0: Hi, welcome to Bolt for Life. I am Garrett Bolt, actor, personal trainer, former powerlifter, pro wrestler, and chronic pain thriver. Bolt for Life is a podcast about living with the challenges of chronic pain. Our goal is to acknowledge, inspire, and relate to people living with chronic pain. I believe it is not only possible to survive, but to live a full life and thrive with chronic pain. No matter where you are in your journey, our mission is to give you the information and inspiration that will help you become Bolt for life. Hey everybody. Normally we had planned to release the Nick Markey beach barbell episode that we recorded. It's a great episode, and Nick is a great guy. I can't wait for you guys to hear him. But with the current climate and the things that are going on, the virus issues, I'm here at home with my beautiful family, Jake and Beth.
1: Hi. Happy to be here.
0: We're here in our home, and we thought it might be important to talk to you guys about what's going on with us and how we're handling these very, I guess, unique times, we could call them.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally unprecedented.
0: Yeah, very unusual. Very challenging, yeah. (laughs) Um, so we're, we're here, we're at home, like most probably everyone that's listening to this. Uh, I think it's important to mention how much that affects people with chronic pain, because people with chronic pain, we're at home, we're, you know, kind of isolating, uh, whether intentional or out of necessity. And then now we have everybody, we have our families there, we have all these other challenges. So I think it's important to talk about that and kind of like, what we've been going through right for the last mm-hmm. well at least a month
1: absolutely yeah
0: so it started uh, a month <laughs> back jake had some health issues uh he was sick which we don't know whether that was related to the virus issue or not so we had a trip up to chapel hill that was really challenging and mm-hmm. just um <clears throat> kind of uh what do you think of chapel hill jake
1: mm, it was cool
0: yeah the doctors were really nice weren't they
1: big place right yes so that kind of well that was one of the things that happened prior to the COVID-19, you know, situation. But even prior to that, um Garrett actually had torn his his rotator cuff and so that something that was that February, I think. Yeah. So that was this is how well for us how our year has been. January was okay, <laughs> but February, you know, it was it started out very challenging for us um and then leading into Jake being sick, which was really scary. Because there were some kidney issues, and we really didn't know what was going on. So that really threw us through a loop and um, took all of our attention. And that led right into this COVID-19 situation, and then Jake being at home even more. Because yeah. he was at home before that, and Garrett was home with him while I was working. Um, and that posed some challenges, just getting used to being at home with Jake. And then he had a little practice with that, because then, you know, school's closed.
0: Yeah, and how long were you back to school before you had to come home again because of the virus?
1: Four days. Four days, yeah.
0: You'd been off a couple weeks and then you're back four days and then back home again. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely some unique challenges like a lot of people. I think the biggest thing that we needed to start out with was finding some kind of a schedule. We were fortunate in that we had a little bit of guidance from Jake's school. He goes to a Montessori style school and they were really great with coming up with like some Zoom meetings, getting the kids involved, uh, finding some sites where we could go to find some works, right Jake, doing yeah. some school work?
1: They've been great though, because what's, what they've really helped us with, because we work really well, like I'm sure many other people, but we work very well on a, with, some, with structure and setting ourselves up a, a somewhat of a schedule normally and we, you know, like our routine, which, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people who deal with chronic pain, chronic issues, too, really, um, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, really do well when they set themselves up a schedule on their day. Um, and so one of the things that the Montessori School does is, in, you know, early on they sent out an email encouraging us to have the, have Jake and have the kids, you know, the kids in the school Do write up their own schedule, you know, in their own handwriting and put it up on the refrigerator to help them become more independent and know what the expectation is for them. So Jake did that, which was great. We have that on our fridge, right? Did you like doing that? Kind of. (laughs) And then that actually encouraged Garrett and I to do it for ourselves too, which we pretty much review it most mornings and change it as needed, depending on our day. And some of the things stay the same as, you know, as if possible. But that's helped us also because we can, we have our schedule.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, once we started to get that flowing, started getting that moving, we would kind of make a daily outline. Obviously, we needed to be flexible and figure it out. But then Beth's work, she was then home from work. Uh, she works as a nurse practitioner, as a lot of you guys know, and they suspended the house calls that she was doing because they were considered non-essential. So then her work moved her into a role that she's working now from home and studying for to, uh, what are you doing now?
1: So what, what we're doing is we're backing up the New York City, since well, New York City, obviously, as most know, is so overwhelmed right now with the volume of, of cases, and the hospitals are really overwhelmed. We, <clears throat> our company decided to um, have about, I don't know, 100 or 200 of us train in backing up the New York City 911 EMS calls. Or the triage calls, I, I should say, and so they're giving us a crash course right now on how to uh, work, you know, get into the system where we can back those calls up and triage. So um, their calls usually are a volume of what I think two, I think two thousand a day, and they're up to about seven thousand calls a day right now, and the system's overwhelmed. So now I'm at home, working from home, trying to do, figuring out how to do that, and so, and also, so my space now was also the space that when I went to work, Garrett had as, as his designated space. And so, which is one of the things that was, you know, so important for Garrett is to have that space in the house where he can go and have, you know, sort of shut out from the rest of the house and know that that's his safe space where he can regroup and rest and get what he needs so that he can, you know, continue on with his day and, and be well mentally and physically. So that's a, that's been a big change that's occurring at the moment where I'm in his space with that
0: sure yeah we've had to kind of adjust and and reconfigure things and you know my experience is always with with being home from surgeries and having different situations where i'm working from home doing auditions or whatever is like when the schedule changes i i don't like it especially when it slows down or it changes and i get anxious and i want to do this and i want to do that and i start bouncing off the walls and first i wear myself out right <laughs> and then i get cranky because i'm in more pain you get and then what? I'm, i get cranky I, okay. <laughs> Just joking. I'm, joking. I'm in more pain and i'm not as productive you know so what i'm learning you know i told beth my rule is uh do everything 50 percent like half speed to start this is a new speed. schedule half speed and just just ease into it once we get things working then we can pick up the pace and we can kind of add this or add that so i think slow and steady and i think you said it well beth is that it's a marathon not a sprint it looks like this thing is going to be going on for a while we're not like one day home from school or even a week home from school it's going to be many weeks so i think as much as we can get keep that structure and be flexible because it changes day to day you know
1: yeah and Well, that was, right now, it's changed again with training for work, but that was when you said that to me when I was first home, you know, it was because I was thinking, okay, let me get this done and in in two hours try to have all this stuff done so that I had time. (laughs) And I realized, like, all I have is time. Yeah. And so that was really helpful to remember, you know, half speed um because there's plenty of time in the day and um and and that can be really more obviously much more productive. So and also one of the things I think is really important to remember too cuz I've seen a lot of people posting especially um moms or you know everyone dealing with kids being home how to um how to navigate through that and make sure the kids get you know everything done and and that they're on their schedule and um and I've felt some of that Going through this as well, but then what I realized, and my best friend out in Jersey, who is a um, social worker, she put a post up that was really, really helpful because it reminded me, and I shared this with a, uh, another mom, but it reminded me that it's not, it's not that important that the kids make sure they get all their math work done or their language. Although those things are important, but for the month or two that they're going to m- possibly miss, you know, some lessons um what's more important is how they remember this experience and i think that goes for all of us too because if we if it becomes really if we make it more stressful and more emotionally traumatic we're going to carry that with us and then the kids especially so and people dealing with chronic illnesses as well they've got enough on their plate so i think if we could do this you know with remembering that it's you know, not to engage in more fear than necessary, try to take time to sit and meditate and pray, take the time to connect with each other, all those things are going to just give us so much more, so much more value to this time. And then when this is over, we have that, hopefully we've grown from it and we've learned from it and kids will, you know, have that memory as a positive one, not something that was so stressful that next time some crisis occurs, they're going to bring that with them again because they have that trauma associated with it.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and that that's so true. And it's it's the same thing. Beth and I look back; we were feeling a little overwhelmed early on, and we're like, okay, how do how do we want to remember this a year from now, two years from now, for the rest of our life? How do we want to remember this time? What do we want to take away from this? So we decided to start working on some Spanish, right? And Beth's mother is fluent in Spanish. Her aunts and uncles uh, down in Southport, about forty-five minutes away, they're all they're all fluent in Spanish. Uh, Her grandmother is down there now, Abuela, and so the idea was, let's work on our Spanish. So we're a little behind on our lesson, right, Jake? Yeah. (laughs) So we'll keep on top of that. We've been able to FaceTime with her a little bit, and she can speak Spanish with us, and we can hear it, and we can learn, and she can share her knowledge and wisdom with us, and it's something we're going to take away from this, speaking Spanish a little better, right?
1: And then it's something that it's not just for us, then it's also continuing to connect with the people in our lives. And also, you know, I think one of the things that's important, too, is that what what are we giving back? What are we contributing during this time, even though we're isolated here? So by doing that, we give her, my mom, the opportunity to see us, to reach out, to help, to, you know, if she wants to, to engage in that activity with us, because there's so much more isolation occurring now, too. I mean, we have, I think with social media, there is already uh, a lot of, a lot more isolation than there was, you know, a decade ago, definitely. But now... Although this is a time where we can use this time to connect more, I think there's also the flip side of that. You know, obviously there's more isolation and more social media and some of that's out of necessity. But, you know, how do we want to move forward with this where we're connecting more with each other and growing from that and sharing or, you know, isolating more into just social media and isolation? You know, I mean, we have that choice right now, too. And it's a hard balance because we right now we kind of need some of that because we're so isolated.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to see that we're fortunate the neighborhood we live in. I was joking, like the first week of this, I said, it looks like there's a 5k going on, like a fun run and walk every day down our street, because there's so many people getting out. And I think they're doing a nice job of distancing. But it's nice for us to walk down. We have a park down the street from us, and we can walk down there, wave to the neighbors. We have a, a neighborhood group that everyone keeps in touch online. And one of the uh, neighbors is uh, teaches yoga. So he. Started a yoga class in the park they do great social distancing he has to limit the class to ten people and they have yoga down the street and Jake and Beth went on Sunday so that was a cool thing to do and I think just part of being creative you know use your creativity and um, you know I think uh, Jake and I Jake got a tent. what did you get from grandma and grandpa for Christmas a tent. yeah a tent and so even Early on, because we had been home so often, I honestly, before the school started the program, I was looking for things that Jake and I could do together. I said, hey, let's put that tent up. We got some decent weather down here in North Carolina, and we put the tent up, and that was fun. And then we're like, well, hey, you know what? Why don't we sleep in that tent one of these nights? So that was, what was that like?
1: Fun.
0: Yeah, what'd you like about it?
1: Well, before we went to sleep, we heard Hamlet outside.
0: Oh, yeah, Hamlet, was- our pet pig. He came outside for his business and Wanted to get in the tent, but we weren't going to let Hamlet sleep in the tent, were we? <laughs> we wanted no. to. No. Yeah. I think at one time, did you put Hamlet on the school Zoom meeting? Yes. Yeah. What did everybody think of that? He was cute. Yeah. He is pretty cute. He's a little annoying, but he's pretty cute. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just you know doing everything we can to make this as good of an experience as possible. and. Uh, I was fortunate to be able to go and donate some blood and that was a cool thing. And by the way, it's a legit reason to be out of the house now if you go to donate blood. So, for no other reason, it'll get you out of the house. And it's a great thing to do and they definitely need some more blood. Uh, The blood drives have been less than usual obviously because of the um, the self-isolation issue and people concerned about the virus, but I can tell you the American Red Cross here in Wilmington They go, you go through such a process, they take your temperature, they do hand wipes, the sanitation. I mean, I I felt really comfortable and safe doing it. So uh, that was a great experience to be able to do that.
1: That's a good thing.
0: And uh, you know, the other thing too, is like the workout part of it. Obviously everybody knows we're real big into working out and we've been able to do some cool family workouts together and been able to help Jake train a little bit. Obviously his jujitsu lessons are canceled and his martial arts lessons are canceled. But we're doing what we can do here, and for me, like one of the reasons I work out with weights and train is four times like this. So I'm not working out as much, but you know what? I've got that little bit of extra energy that I would use for my workouts that I can now use to help my family, help Jake with his schoolwork. Um, so I've got to kind of gauge my workouts have definitely been dialed back, but that's okay. That's why I work out, so I can do stuff like this when I need to.
1: Yeah, yeah, more wiggle room then. And I've been starting to do uh, a little bit of a run here and there around the block and then we ran the stairs in front of the house and we made it fun and it was exercise, so that was a lot of fun. And um I did a 15-minute like hit workout yesterday between work. And so Really, I mean that's all it takes. If you do, if you're working out hard, 15 minutes is really all you need if you're doing it well.
0: Yeah, and then we've been doing too. Jake, we Jake and I play some different games. And then uh, what's what's been the consequence for the loser, Jake? Oh. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Um, a wall sit. A wall sit.
1: I have a three minute one to do today.
0: <laughs> yeah, Beth has a three minute. one Jake did? Well, it started out with me doing a one minute wall sit, which is challenging with my legs, but I did it and. I'm up to a minute 30 will be my next one if I lose, which I don't want to lose. No, you still have to do it today. Oh, that's right. We did. You're right. Yeah, I knew you'd remind me. We no. No, it was a tie yesterday. Oh, yesterday was a tie. But the next game, if I lose, I do a minute 30. And Jake wanted to see how long he could do with a wall sit. I have video of it. He did a five-minute wall sit, which was really insane. <laughs> I was really impressed.
1: And I was trying to do three.
0: Yeah, you wanted to do three because you wanted to beat Mama's two minutes. No, <laughs> then, no competitive natures in this house. <laughs> no, not, not here. But, but it's good competitiveness, and it, it's keeping us busy, and we're having fun, right? And hopefully
1: at the end of it, we'll be in better shape mentally, spiritually, and physically. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's, that's the name of the
0: game, you know. Uh, We do what we can and uh, be the best we can be, right? And I know that some people might be maybe a little intimidated or not quite to the level of fitness and experience that we have, but I want to encourage everybody to, to do something. You know, if you can get up and off your couch, then get up and off your couch. If you have a couple steps in your home, like Beth and Jake, we're working the steps in front of our house, you know, it's just, um, and, and I think the for me during these times, you know, I learned a long time ago, somebody told me that if you're bored, you're thinking about yourself too much. So anytime I start to feel bored, even if it isn't necessarily productive, there's always something I can do. I can practice juggling, you know, I can play catch, I can bounce a ball off a wall, there's always something I can do, and it gets me out of myself, and you know what, now I'm practicing hand-eye coordination, you know, I mean, We all grew up playing sports and playing catch and doing something. So I would say find something that you enjoy doing and do it and have fun with it. And then when you get bored or you get tired of that and you're thinking about yourself again, change it up. You know, do something different. Make it a little harder. Keep challenging yourself.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I think one of the other things that I often talk to my patients about is just making that decision ahead of time that, you know, whether it's five or ten minutes a day pick, you know, sometimes having it, like we'll get back to the schedule, having that schedule set already ahead of time. So for instance, you know, saying I'm going to do, you know, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, you know, today, I'm going to pick a time. It's going to be at 1230 today. And that's the time where I'm going to, you know, just get up and walk, go for a walk, but setting that, um, it's kind of, you know, making that commitment to yourself and picking the time, even if you have to write it down because it becomes more, um, a lot more concrete when you do that and and then don't think about it it's already set just like when you you know have to go to a doctor's appointment it's it's the time is already set so that time is there you don't have to overthink it or you know see if is the time right or what am I going to do it's already there set in stone and then when that time comes you get you know if you even if it's just you're watching your favorite show you, you get up and you sit down 10 times from the couch, and then you sit there and you just extend your legs out 10 times each one, and then you raise your hands over your head 10 times. There you go. I mean, that's all. And then you can start again the next day or go out for a walk, whatever it is. If it's doing something that is, you know, you didn't do the day before or, um, you know, it's going to be something more and it's just committing to that. So, I mean, that's something that I like to tell my patients too. It's just don't overthink it, you know it's a health is a if we think of our health as sorry jake is distracting me here doing, he's exercising me i'm easily right distracted now. here at home um, i thought it was kind of cool <laughs> i forgot what i was going to say um <laughs> these guys but it is and
0: i think you make a good point uh with the time and we use that a lot here and maybe it's the personal trainer in me but we uh we set a timer so If Jake and I are gonna play one of his games, we set a timer for 15 minutes. If I say, we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do next, Jake's got a class, Beth is working on the computer, I need rest, I say, I'm gonna set the timer and rest for 15 minutes. Everybody's gonna hear the timer, they know when it goes off, and then they can come and start asking me a million questions. (laughs) But for that 15 minutes, then, I'm good, and they. but I'm exaggerating, of course, they don't ask me a million questions, but the point is- do, the,
1: uh, My question is, do you have a million answers? No, I do not. <laughs> that makes sense. That's why I need Wait, the rest. <laughs> but, you know, and that helps out a
0: lot there. If we do the workout, we say, okay, we don't have time, a lot of time to do a workout. Let's set a timer. And, you know, we all have timers built into our phones. It's a pretty easy thing to do nowadays. And it's just a guide. And it doesn't mean we have to live by it and we have to schedule everything out. It's just, it's kind of a guide. It's a little bit of a reminder.
1: It's the discipline of it too, which is Mm -hmm. something that Garrett taught me because if we commit to it and then we keep committing to it, we create that habit. You know, our brains are amazing and when we start making, trying to make new habits up, we we rewire the connections in our brain. And so if we just do five minutes a day, um, we commit to it, we're creating that new habit and then you know, every day we get better and better and stronger and stronger. And usually every time when someone does that, we feel better after we've gotten up and moved and exercised. And so if we can also remember that, you know, I'm going to feel so much better after I get up and do this, um, then that also helps the commitment to that exercise.
0: Totally. It it reminds me like, I always tell people my favorite part of the workout is the end because I feel good. I accomplished something. I did something. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm hardcore. I like to train hard. I like to feel the burn, all that stuff. But the best part is the end because I'm done. I've accomplished something. Got all those great hormones rushing around, feel good stuff. (laughs) And uh, and it's good. That's my favorite part is when it's done, you know. One of
1: the things I like to tell my patients is that, like, if we know that if we think our health and our bodies and you know, our, our health is a priority, and then we know the actual facts that movement and exercise is crucial to our health and our bodies, and there's plenty of you know evidence and data to back that up, then why why is it that we don't make that exercise that priority as well? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like if our we we wanna be well and feel well and that's a priority and health and exercise is a piece that gets us there. Then they kind of become one and the same. And so, therefore, to shift the focus on that exercise has to then also become that priority. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, and and like you said, it becomes a habit. Jake, what would you say to kids about working out or exercising at home? What's your favorite thing to do? What in workouts? Running, martial arts, burpees. burpees. We tell them, oh, let's do some burpees. He goes, oh, good.
1: Never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been. Doing pretty well with our food, too, because I I see a lot of people talking about, you know, kind of, well, I guess it's going one way or the other, but a lot of people, you know, kind of reaching out for food during Mm -hmm. this time, comfort food and junk food and um, using that as their kind of their coping tool, which obviously doesn't help, you know, in the long run. But that's something I think we've been doing really good balance with that. So trying to stick to our usual you know, making sure we have a lot of as many vegetables as we can in our foods, in our meals, and um, we have a little bit of we're allowing ourselves a little snack every now and then, like popcorn in the evening and some homemade brownies every now and then, Ooh, yeah, things like that's that, so good. and and fruit, pineapple has been our go-to.
0: Yeah, Costco's had pineapple, and then the other thing with food is obviously we've had to be more creative. Everybody knows there's different shortages in different parts of the country, and so we have to be a little more creative. So yeah. we can't get some of the normal foods that we would eat. So, yep. you know, again, we make it a little more creative, make it fun. Beth's been really creative, and uh, the brownies were awesome. She just kind of whipped that up one night, and Jake and I were very impressed with that, <laughs> that <was laughs> shaking right. his head yes.
1: <laughs> and then uh, we tried turkey thighs for the first time. Yeah, I
0: don't think well, I've had actual just turkey thighs before, but but they were great, you And then we had steak. Oh, yeah, we had steak. We grilled out. We got the grill out, you know, so.
1: And we got some was.
0: We did have s'mores, that's right. Gluten-free graham crackers. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. (laughs) And uh, I don't know the healthiest marshmallows you can get. I don't know what that is, but that's what we
1: got. Was that an oxymoron?
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) What'd you call me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, and we had our friends, socially distant, come over and enjoy the fire with us. And um, one of Jake's good friends from school is right next door. And they've been able to talk to each other over the fence, actually, Melena likes to sit on the fence and talk to you, and you have a chair set up oh, back there. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah, it's pretty cute. But again, it's just being as creative as we can, you know, to get through these times the best we can, and do whatever we can to help out, you know. I
1: just want to mention um, about the running part. Why, you know, my my thoughts on why people, we're seeing so many more people outside, yeah, yeah. which, I mean, I, I could say one thing is just that all the gyms are closed, and so there's that. But and we do live in an area where I think a lot of people are more health or somewhat health conscious, at the beach, yeah. but also just another way to cope, you know, right. and, and use, utilizing the tools that we have, which one I think is like, for, I have noticed just getting outside in nature because there's no more, no other things to distract me from that. And so it's like, okay, what do I have at my disposal now? Yeah. And what is so basic and healing? It's like getting outside and breathing the air, especially when the weather's beautiful, like it has been here. Um, and then that physical piece too, being cooped up, as you know you know, getting that energy out and then feeling so much better afterwards, you know, and just moving our muscles and just um, that mindful piece of it too. Absolutely. So like what exercise does for us, right, it's like a form of meditation in a way, which is mindfulness, which brings us, you know, back into kind of this one moment right here and not thinking of all the things going on and all of the, you know, news reports and all these things and just kind of just being centered and present and, And maybe helping with being grateful, too.
0: Yeah, and this moment, this very moment, is the only thing we have control over. And we're so
1: blessed, and we're so lucky for what we do have, because there's so many people out there who are struggling, I mean, you know, all over. And then I think about, of course, New York City and places I've worked and what they're struggling with, and, you know, it could be so much worse. And we have food in the refrigerator, we have a roof over our heads, we have each other, we have our health, and we have, you know... All of you guys who listen to this, hopefully we're we're helping with our messages and what we've been through. Yeah,
0: yeah. for sure. And it's definitely, uh, we want, you know, we want to do everything that we can and, and be our best selves to get through this and, and figure out what we can do to help and yeah. help each other and grow yeah. and grow from it, right? I mean, you know, nothing brings people together closer than doing hard things. And yeah. this is a, a hard
1: thing. It's been a long journey together to in, in kind of navigating through... The chronic condition and the needs that come along with it. And and so me with my experience professionally, I had a basic understanding of that, but I will be honest, you know, there's the it's a it's a completely different ball game when you actually have a partner um, or someone really close to you that is dealing with a chronic condition, especially chronic pain. You know, I have like the the more the factual experience of it of knowing, you know, having patients with chronic pain and taking care of their their pain and, um, just understanding that it, it affects all sorts of parts of their life, you know, psychological, emotional, physical, but then being emotionally connected to someone who's going through that is totally different because then of course it brings, you know, me as a person, my needs into it, my needs from that person, and then trying to figure out how I could put, I put my needs aside to understand that that person's going to really needs as we all need our space, but more so that extra time to take care of themselves and be well so that they then they are able to then give to me. And that has that has taken some time, I think, and bumpy roads throughout um, to come to the realization and help from outside, you know, therapists to realize that I have to let Garrett have his time to to be well, to heal. And even just, just, if I was just speaking from a selfish perspective, I can't get what I want or need from him until he's able to give refuel and give to himself what he needs in order to be able to give back. So there's that piece. And then, um, I think that through the work that we've done together through therapy and our communication, um, to, for Garrett, to be able to tell me, first to recognize when he needs that space and that downtime and then to be able to verbalize to me without worrying about me getting upset or any repercussions that, you know, I need this time. I just need this 10 minutes by myself um, to just refuel, regroup, and to just be well. Otherwise, I cannot, you know, I can't go for, I can't do this, or I'm not going to be at my best. And the more that he's able to clearly (laughs) tell me those things... The better I'm able to really understand, because a lot of times what's happened is I think that Garrett, you know, kind of a, and correct me if I'm wrong, like assumes that I know mm-hmm. because he's been busy. But I don't always I don't think about it in that sense every second. And so sometimes you know I'm caught up in our usual, our, you know, in our day and our work and just trying to just be here and be present and do my role. So I don't always think of it. And so if, you know, there the you know, if he can come to me and say, you know, I really. I'm at my limit here. or I'm almost at my limit. I need this 10 minutes to go in the other room. And the more he can tell me of what he needs, like I need this time uninterrupted. I need to close the door. I need no questions asked or whatever it is. The more concrete that is to me and then I can be able to say, okay, and I understand this is exactly what he needs and I can give this to him and this is why. And it, it, it just goes so much smoother then, don't you think? It
0: totally does. And it, that's been one of my biggest challenges with the chronic pain is that I, I cannot, I just cannot do as much. My body shuts down. Uh, so I, I have to remember that and I have to gauge it as best as possible. And it, it's definitely been a process because my my go-to, and especially in times of crisis during the hurricanes or situations like this or somebody's sick, my instinct is to push and just push and push and push and push. And, and that, that's great, it keeps me going, but if I don't pull that back, pull the reins back, pretty soon I'm going to be useless, and I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be so uncomfortable, I'm not going to be able to function well, parts of my body start shutting down, and I literally cannot help. So I have to remember sometimes less is more, you know, so it's totally been a process of, of communication and trial and error and listening to the needs of Beth and to the needs of Jake and for them to then understand, like Jake knows now that I need to go and lay down sometimes, you know, and then we set the timer so he knows when I'm going to be able to come back and play with them.
1: And for you to recognize where that point is and then to actually say to me, right, like I need this. Yeah. And that's something we still work on. Oh,
0: totally. And we know? probably always will because it's not an exact science, obviously.
1: Yeah. But the more that person dealing with the pain can kind of kind of self-assess and see where they are and stop and self-assess, then they know where they are, what they need. And then they, the verbal the verbalizing, and I say this from, from my, you know, obviously from my perspective, the more they can um, come, the more that person can say, this is what I need now really helps because then they can get what they need.
0: Absolutely. And of course, it's a difficult thing to do because I want to do more. I want to help. I want to keep going. I want to do this. I want to do that. But ultimately, I am by far better equipped and more useful and get more done when I take the time to rest and take care of myself. So that's why it's important for the person with the pain to kind of... Realize that and understand, and then you're right. Then work on the skills to be able to communicate that.
1: Because if you live by yourself, it would be different. But being here, like, because I could keep coming in the room then and interrupting and you know talking you do to you, sometimes. right? <laughs> but because also we, I, you know, you don't often come and say, "This is exactly what I, you know, I need this 10 minutes now." But when you have done that, it works so much better.
0: The communication that we have now is that I tell you I need 15 minutes. I tell you I need the rest, and I think that's one of the things that this self-isolation has done for us. We're together a lot more, and quite honestly, that makes it so much easier for me to tell them, look, I need this time, I need that time. It's kind of like, I guess, kind of like a a crash course in it because we're all right here together you know and the same way as beth can communicate with me oh i need to just go take a bath or i need to just go read for a little bit or jake's like i want to go outside and play with hamlet I, you know or i want to just go do a little bit of reading so i think this situation has actually made that communication a lot clearer because you know we're here this is it you know and, and i think for times like so let's say beth is at work and Jake is at school, I tend to feel like I can get the rest in that I need during the day and I can I can do what I need to do for myself so that when they're home, I don't need as many tap outs. I don't need as much time to take a break here and take a break there because I've already had that rest during the day while they were out. I'm able to, to gauge my day. I can do this, I can do that, and I'm already rested. So in this situation where we're all together, I feel like it makes that communication, that situation actually a lot better.
1: Yeah. It's actually funny because initially I felt like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? You know, being together all the time, but being forced to change and shift, I guess initially it's a little uncomfortable, but it's gotten easier, like Garrett said. And so, yeah, we're kind of forced to communicate more because we're just together all the time yeah. Um, and exactly. trying to figure out like in this in our house is not a mansion either and so figuring out you know where we're going to have our space my workspace Garrett's rest space has just shifted some Jake playing and doing his schoolwork so yeah it, it really I think has been good it's
0: like a communication boot camp yeah
1: <laughs> It reminds me of one of the things of this woman, J.J. Virgin, who is a author, publisher, kind of health coach, but she's very well-known. She, I read and heard her story years ago about when her son was in a car accident and was in, a, in the hospital in a coma, her young son, like 15 or 14. And she was in the hospital every day with him. And she obviously was her son, so it was so consuming and it was such an emotional story. But she made a point to every day take, you know, whatever, 10 minutes to get into the hospital stairwell and just run those stairs every day to stay, and, you know, continue her fitness. Because although she was so consumed, you know, she could she could have become so consumed with her son's issue and completely forgotten about herself and everything else, which is like the default. That's what you go to when your child's sick. And but, who would blame her? Right. Who would blame her? But she knew, and her message was that she needed to continue to do these things before, during, and after. Because these are the things that, like you're saying, we, we train for and we do the, the discipline for mentally, physically, and spiritually. So when these things come up, we are hopefully ready to take on whatever we need to take on to be there for that challenge. And it reminds me of when Jake was going through this sickness and this kidney issue not that long ago, too. We were talking about how we couldn't forget about ourselves. And we had to you know, run out and get to the gym, even for, if it was just for 20 minutes, because we needed to be well to be prepared so that we were fully equipped to handle whatever was coming. And that's hard, but, you know, that message I think is so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it can make all the difference, you know, in how we come through this thing. Well, hey guys, thanks for joining us today and thanks for doing what you guys do. And thank you, Beth and Jake, for all your support and your love and we just want to put the message out there to you guys. How do you want to remember this time? You know, you're gonna look back on this. This is a significant event in in our lives, in the history of our country, and I think in the history of the world. How do you want to remember this time? And then go out there, make a plan, and do it. Do it the best you can. Make it fun, make the best of it. Thank you so much, guys. And you know, you can check out the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, You can find us on social media, Bolt for Life, Facebook, Instagram, you find us there. We have a webpage www.bultforlife.com. Thanks again, everybody.
1: Thank you. Bye.